Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Can I just say, thank God for Drag Race during this time because I think we're getting to the point in lockdown where everyone's just, the novelty's worn off and it's very stressful. But we have to focus on the positives and for me this weekend, Drag Race and Celebrity Drag Race was just both immaculate. Did you feel the same, Charlie? Oh, really? I thought normal drag race. I've got to say, some of those performances were a little rough, no? Oh, yeah, but that's... I mean, they're not all going to be good, are they? There has to be someone cringe. But, um, but yeah, I thought the episode was great, and I thought the celebrity one, because you know how much I was slagging off Celebrity Drag Race last week to the point where I didn't even want to do any more episodes on it. But this week, it absolutely redeemed itself. So we'll be recapping that tomorrow in a much more enthusiastic way. And hopefully technology will allow us both to complete it. Um, But yeah, let's focus on season 12. Um, So no one went home last week. How did you feel about that? Well, I think I think I kind of agree that Jackie lost the lip sync. I think Jackie should have gone. Yeah, on rewatches. I think at first I thought Jackie did something fun and quirky, so it was worthy of a stay. But rewatching it, it's like, actually, it's quite cringe how much she got the song wrong. Yeah, she'd come in with a character, regardless of the song, and it just didn't apply. Well, there was a kill in the title of the song, but yeah, the the whole vibe of the song didn't quite lend itself to that, I don't think. Um, So we're not saying goodbye to anyone this week, but Heidi starts off the episode talking about a epiphany, uh, which is funny. But is she illiterate? That's what I want to know. Hey! I I think I would, if I was on Drag Race, I'd get words wrong on purpose. Um, just because it seems to be the best way to guarantee airtime. It's either... Sequence. Yeah, sequence gown. What else is the black horse of the competition? What else has there been? On My Alley. Was that another Jocelyn Fox one? Jocelyn Fox did have... Oh, obviously the pearl one, Flazzy Da. That was just a made-up word, wasn't it? Flazzy Da. (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of made-up words come out of Drag Race. Um, but... Gigi is mad because um, Jackie and Heidi are both still in the competition. Uh, so do you think this is kind of shady? No, it's fair. You want less people, you want less people to beat the next episode. Yeah, I do think... It, I think it's definitely fair to feel that way. I don't know if they have to share it, but then I guess obviously we want everyone to say what they think, otherwise the show would be very, very boring. Be very quiet. A lot of silences. We'd really struggle to recap it, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... Jada says, as an explanation for not being happy, leaving your friend at the airport doesn't mean you love them any less. Remember airports? <laughs> airports feels like a thing of, like, 50 years ago now. I know, we're never going to fly again. <laughs> well, at least it's good for the environment. Um, Heidi seems to have stuck with Heidi Aphrodite. Uh, do you think this is actually going to officially stick now? Well, I don't know, because sometimes the Chiron still says closet, no? Am I going mad? Oh, I haven't really noticed that. Um, I think it's she's falling in between two stalls at the moment. She needs to pick and choose and hurry up. 
Well, I wonder if she'll just always call herself a different surname. She can just change it. That could be like part of her brand, maybe. But she could like, keep... Like, um, what's her face? Nina Benita Brown. Wasn't she a different name every time? Well, Rue did one as a joke, but I don't think she's ever, like, actually introduced herself as, like, one of those names. Nina Bonina Osama. The same way that I don't think Ivy Winters is going around going, I'm Ivy Winters! I <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard that for a while. Um, um, another thing we haven't had for a while is the puppet challenge, which is amazing because... Obviously, everyone loves it. Everybody loves puppets. Uh, but we haven't had it for... I don't know how long it's been. Uh, maybe one or two yeah. years? Yeah, I mean, they had it on UK. Um, it, they which... definitely had one in season nine. Oh, yeah, and they had the UK one, which was good. But, um, yeah, I was so excited it came back. And then then I saw it and then completely changed my mind. I thought it was awful. It was. There wasn't a single joke between them. I didn't understand it. It's really weird. It, actually, because we got no reading challenge this yeah, it makes us kind of maybe glad that we didn't. But then I just don't ever understand why this happens because, like, they did that... What was that box challenge called? Um, oh. Shady box oh, thing. In- Life. Yeah. Something. And that was good. So, like, if you can do that, I really don't see why these things are applicable to the other challenges. And then, like, last year on, on season 11, the reading challenge was abysmal. Um, but they did well in another... They did well in the slapping challenge. And I'm like, so bad. do you only have enough kind of jokes for like one mini challenge? Can you not keep going? I think they should hire writers for stuff like this. Because I know a lot of, for the reading challenge before the season, a lot of them do hire writers. Um, but maybe they need it for the puppet challenge as well. But I suppose the reading, you can kind of write reads beforehand and just tailor them to apply to girls. You obviously know it's going to be the show, but with puppets, it's more oh, about like true, making yeah. jokes about what they've done throughout the series. You couldn't really prepare for the puppet challenge, actually, could you, come to think of it? So I guess it does really show what they're made of. Um, I just want to share a conspiracy theory that's not actually that interesting, and it might be quite obvious. But I just want everyone to know that I assume that producers are handing the puppets on the other side of that hole, and it's not actually left up to chance. So I think they assign it to who will be the funniest doing the funniest person. Yeah, it must be. But I can't work out their decisions. Decisions. Well, I think they will have given Jackie Sherry, because I imagine Sherry is a really, if we'd been able to see her this season, she probably is a very fun person to imitate, and they probably thought Jackie would be really good at imitating, because they were good at Snatch Game. Um, And then who did Sherry get? She got Heidi. Oh, yes, I think they gave the two ones they thought would be funny, probably the two characters that would be the funniest to impersonate. So I can see the logic there. But maybe this cast is kind of, apart from Crystal, there's probably no one who would be that fun to to imitate. Um, who would you want to do if you did a puppet of someone in this cast? I think Sherry would be easy, because then you could just do a bit of a, an old lady gag. I mean, Heidi is the obvious one. I think someone like Jada would be really difficult. Well, she go, oh, my God, oh, my God, child, oh, my God, child. I just keep doing that, probably. But the only thing is that that's her confessionals, though. So I don't know if they've seen that. I don't know if she might not be standing around the workroom. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if they will have heard it. But, um, I mean, she just always kind of talk really fast, she's like this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> is this cultural appropriation? I'll stop doing my impression now. <laughs> um, so we get the puppets, and Crystal points out that Jada is, um, wearing been wearing the same earrings every... Um, challenge which i haven't noticed so that's something for us to look out for now that's about all we got from crystal's puppet performance because it was quite rubbish but rude does a lot of fake laughing here so they're really trying to convince us that this is good 
um, Gigi completely bombs. And I just don't get how you can win Snatch Game but bomb the puppet challenge. Well, I I found it odd they included that bomb. I don't know. Like we always say, you can edit Drag Race however you want. And it feels like they would have been more magnanimous. There we go. Big words. <laughs> and just made everyone look good. Yeah, the puppet challenge isn't usually one where they make someone look bad. But then I guess... Gigi literally did not make any good jokes. So it was there was nothing else they could do with that, I don't think. And also, I do feel like the show, the show seems to have set Gigi up as a frontrunner and now completely is doing the reverse. Um, they're playing some interesting games with the editing. She gave me um, Tatiana in her reading challenge vibes. You know, oh my God. Like, hard. I can't think of anything. I literally just watched that this morning and sent it to my friend. I was like, this is still so amazing. Because the season two reading challenge, the good ones, obviously everyone talks about Jujube, legendary. But the bad ones are also really good in that one. Because like, you've got Tatiana, like you say, who's like, do you pick up satellites with those big ones? And it's just really cringe <laughs> to Jessica Wilde. And then you get Jessica Wilde, who can barely speak English, like doing somehow a hilarious reading challenge. She just goes, you are so fat, girl. <laughs> Go back to Shadowtown. And it's like, oh. I recommend everyone goes back and rewatch the season two, not just for Jujubee. It is a really good um, few minute clip from Drag Race. And also, they weren't prepared. I know. That was the first reading challenge. They had, they had to do it all on the spot and GGB still has not been topped. Well, she probably has been topped, but has not been beaten on the reading challenge to this day. Um, but back in 2020, um, I feel like Crystal needed a very good impression, but Heidi absolutely did not deliver it, which was a shame because Crystal is no. someone very distinctive that you could have a lot of fun with. And more Elder Barge references and stuff, and she just kind of didn't didn't give that. So I thought Jackie was the only decent one um, doing Sherry, um, and she references that Sherry always talks about New York. So I don't think it was just Britta Filter. I think we just haven't been privy to how much Sherry's been talking about New York as well. Oh my god! All oh, the lost footage. Hopefully they'll release it as like a Netflix special. The lost footage of Sherry Pie. <laughs> that sounds like a Jurassic Park film. And they um, uh, what you call it? Um, they reference in her puppet challenge that Sherry doesn't remember who anyone is and is like, oh, I've never heard of you. So I wonder if, like, there was a lot of footage of that as well, of her kind of putting other people down in the competition. I know, in jokes... Maybe she could have been a villain. Maybe. I find it weird that Sherry won... She won two challenges, but quite a while ago, no? Yeah, she won the first one in the the opener and then she won quite early on the um, Gay's Anatomy. Um, and, but yeah, very early on the improv one. So she's kind of won three, but I don't know if you count the first one because she lip-synced with Jada and Jada won. But then since then, she hasn't even really come close to winning one. She's been in the top, but yeah, she seems uh, similar to Gigi. They were both front runners and now they're both kind of plateauing a little bit. Now maybe Method's picking up some momentum. Oh, definitely. I feel like Crystal's going to win at this point. She just seems to be kind of rising and rising and rising and... Apart from Jada, there just doesn't seem to be anyone else who's standing in her way at the moment. Um, so I love this challenge. They're doing a one drag queen show, a one queen show. And the guest is Whoopi Goldberg, the guest judge. I know. Has she been on before? No, never. Ah, I could have sworn she'd been a guest judge before. No, I don't. I think that it would have been quite a big deal if she had been, uh, like it is now. Because uh, she's always been an icon. Uh, are you a Whoopi fan? I watch Whoopi every single day on The View. I'm oh, a View yeah. stan. <laughs> Have I already talked before about my favourite Whoopi moment ever? Is she, when she farted on The View. 
No. Yeah, look at I mean, she later denied that it was a fart, but in the moment she admitted to it on TV and made a joke of it. And then later she said it was like a sound issue and that she just rolled with the joke. Um, and I think it's also funny because she's called Whoopi and she did a fart. Like, she is literally a Whoopi cushion. Um, well, I think that's where her name comes from, no? From the fact she farts all the time. I think as a kid she farted a lot and that's why she got the name Whoopi. Oh, that's amazing. I think... Listeners, correct me. I think that was her childhood nickname. Uh, even if that's not true, I'm going to roll with that because I love that. <laughs> it's also, I'm quite interested why, why her career kind of stalled. She was, like, such a big star and then was doing Star Trek and then, like, basically became the American Loose Women. It just <laughs> seems a very odd thing. And then when I in interviews, that was like, when do you want to do movies? She's always like, well, people need to ask me to do movies. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think... Whoopi Goldberg is a huge star, undeniably, but there's not really probably that many roles. I mean, in Hollywood, a woman over a certain age already is struggling to get roles. And then you add the fact that she's black, which makes it even harder in Hollywood. And she's also kind of very comedic. And maybe, I don't know, a lot of people will maybe take her that seriously in a serious role. Obviously, she has done serious roles. But, um, yeah, I feel like maybe... There aren't that many roles for her, but obviously there should be because people like her should be in, starring in as many films as the likes of Margot Robbie. I saw a... I, I did, and this needs to be verified by our lawyers. I think there was a feud with Oprah, which some have suggested ended her film career. Are you getting her confused with Monique? No! <laughs> Not Monique Hart, but um, Monique did have a feud with Oprah. If you go on YouTube, there is, I'm pretty sure, because I think I've looked it up before. If you look at Whoopi Goldberg's career, she was on a roll and then just suddenly the films just stopped coming in like the early 2000s. Well, and she was doing a film every kind of five years. And I think there is rumours of it was, uh, she just kind of got a bad name. Probably from farting on set all the time. No. <laughs> Lawyers, do your, do your work. Find out if I'm telling the truth or not. Well, that would be interesting because, yeah, it's very similar to the whole Monique thing. So she um, obviously won the Oscar for Precious, the Best Supporting Actress. And then afterwards, she, a similar story, said she just wasn't getting offered any roles. And then she said that Hollywood had, like, blackballed her for being difficult. Um, and Oprah was one of the people she accused of. Um, she, like, had it out with Oprah and who else was it? Kevin Hart, maybe? And, like, a bunch of people. So maybe Oprah just wants to be the only big black name in Hollywood. And she's crushing all these other women. Yeah. Actually, Oprah has a lot of money, so maybe we shouldn't slander her on the podcast because she could easily crush us. (laughs) Physically and financially, quite easily. Um, (laughs) And so what's your favourite Whoopi film? We've talked about her farts and her reality TV, but... I literally watched Sister Act three weeks ago as well. So Sister Act, Ghost, Colour Purple, um, Rat Race, obviously, that seminal classic. I've never seen Sister Act, but I've seen Sister Act 2, like, 800 times. Every time like, it comes on TV, it just always seems to be the second one. And I just, for some reason... I think the second one's more popular. Oh, is it actually more popular? Do you know who was the original Sister Act, but then who was too busy to do the role? Who was the original? Um, was it Meryl Streep? Nope. Um, wait, wait, wait. Um, is it a singer? Yeah, it was written for this person, but she couldn't do it, so then Whoopi did it. Um, Barbara Streisand? Ball, good ballpark. Um, Bette Midler? Yay! Yes, I knew I knew it somewhere down there. <laughs> oh, Bette Midler would have been good, but I mean, it's so intrinsically tied to Whoopi Goldberg, you just can't imagine anyone else doing it. 
She's good in Ghost um, as well. Yes, Ghost. That is one thing I know from. Although Ghost was another film I watched very late in life. I seem to have missed out. I've never seen The Colour Purple as well. I've missed out on a lot of Whoopi. Uh, God, that's story of my life. Um, but yeah, back to Drag Race. Uh, because Jackie won the puppet challenge, which is no- nothing to be proud of, she's in charge of the order. So um, what are your views on this, Charlie? I think Drag Race always tries to milk this for drama when there really isn't any. I think if... I think on genuine comedy shows and that, there is... I'm really pernickety. I like to go second. That's my spot. Yeah. But I think in Drag Race, it doesn't matter. This isn't a real comedy night. But they just try and milk some drama out of it about who's going where. And if I was Jackie, I would say Jada and Gigi are doing the best. So I think I'd put Gigi first and Jada last. I was like, you get the two worst spots. Yeah, I agree with that. Although Jackie actually wants the opening spot. And I can kind of understand that because... For me, I'd be thinking about in terms of myself sat waiting. So, like, I don't want to sit, wait, watch other people. Because if someone is really good, it's going to make me even more nervous. And if someone bombs, it's quite just nerve-wracking watching someone bomb, um, even if you you think you're going to do better. So to go first, I actually think I would like that, because at least then I'm going in having not seen anyone else and can just... That's probably the most relaxed I would be, I think. Yeah. But then I do understand what they say, that going first often means you're forgotten by the time. Like, it gives a lot of chance for you to be upstage. So I'm quite interested in the whole politics of it. Um, So I think she put Jada last because she's her biggest competition. And also it's who you follow. Because, like, following Sherry, you would imagine, would be a tough act. Especially because, as we find out, she goes on for an eternity. Um, But yeah, Jada's annoyed but not saying anything. And apparently, have you watched Untucked, Charlie? I have not. I have not either. Someone sent me the link, a friend of mine. Thank you for that, but I still couldn't figure it out. Um, But apparently they had some shit drama about this in Untucked, Jada and Jackie. And I don't know what it was, but yeah. So apparently Jada was mad about this, but she didn't say anything at the time. Um, And then we move on into the rehearsals. (laughs) So they're all coming forward and doing a bit of a run through in front of RuPaul and Whoopi Goldberg. So Jackie's first and straight away starts gushing about Star Trek. I didn't even know Whoopi was in Star Trek. I did, because I remember it stands out. She was like, and it was like, I think it was like late 90s when she was still like really famous. And then just did this left field. Was she acting like herself or did she like play different against type? No, she played a character. I would say her career is kind of weird. Yeah, she went from like Hollywood films to Star Trek to hosting a tv chat show and obviously she's the egot that's the main thing i think of when i think of her apart from that fart on the view but yeah it's weird that like jackie would mention star trek of all the things i was thinking it was like meeting mariah carey and being like oh i love your walker's crisps adverts it's just like is that really the thing that you go to (laughs) um but i guess she is jackie is a big star trek nerd so i guess maybe you would um so jackie bombs her run through and it's very cringe but i can imagine it's so intimidating to do that in front of someone as famous as Whoopi goldberg um do you think it's quite mean that they even have to do this i mean she gives amazing advice and it is yeah. huge because you know sometimes they get directed by just someone who has no clue as we saw in the frigging um what was the challenge this year where they did their own adverts what were they selling droop droop oh yeah like a play on was it Troop? Or yeah, it was Troop. Something play on Goop. Yeah, Troop. When they had that random man who had no idea what he was talking about. You're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. At least with Whoopi Goldberg, like her, her one woman shows are legendary. So and she does give advice. some really good advice, some advice that I think like I can really apply to, to myself because as someone who writes comedy, she's talking about like, don't think of it as stand-up. And I do think that's really good advice because I think as soon as you start thinking that you're writing jokes, suddenly it becomes a lot harder. Whereas if you do just think of it as like writing a story and then let the jokes kind of come, I think that is definitely some good advice. Uh, but well, I think as well, lot... if you look at like, someone like Heidi or Alyssa Edwards and these queens who don't realise they're funny. They're funny because they're not telling jokes, they're just talking normally. Where if they, like, yeah, suddenly realise they're telling jokes, it kind of loses the magic. Yeah, I mean, it depends on person to person. Like, Bianca Del Rio will come out and open with a joke joke, but that's her style, isn't it? But if you're not naturally a stand-up, then it, I like what Whoopi says. She says, I don't do stand-up because I'm not that funny, but I tell a mean story. So it's kind of like lean into your strengths. Don't try and be a gag machine if that doesn't come naturally to you. Just tell a story and find the humour in it. Um, yeah. And then, speaking of Heidi, she comes on and reveals that she's doing multiple parts, a bit like Nutty Professor. That's what I think of when I see this. Um, did you get a bad vibe about this? Oh, I thought Heidi was going to be good at this. I think before I did this episode, well. I was predicting Heidi for the win. I didn't think she'd win, but I thought from this run-through, it sound, they seemed amused by her, which is a good sign, because she's jumping about on the table, and then Whoopi shows her what a drunk act's like, which... To be fair, Whoopi Goldberg does look like a drunk, so I'm sure she might have pulled on some personal experience for that. God, the lawyers are going to be busy this week for us. <laughs> I mean, she is a famous addict. Is she? So is Oprah. Oprah? Maybe. No. Yeah, she used to be an addict before she, before she was famous, yeah. She talks about it quite a lot. It's quite surprising. She just don't think of Oprah like that. Oprah? Because it all... Oprah addicted to what? Yeah, she was a drug addict. Food? <laughs> No, I think it was like crack cocaine before she became famous. Because she, you know, she wasn't even that young when she became famous. Are you sure? I don't think Oprah ever was. I'll give you time to Google it if you want to check. <laughs> Real? Are you? Maybe you're talking about Whoopi Goldberg. No, it's definitely Oprah. Oh no way! Like Oprah sometimes mentions it. She talks about her old like struggles. We are going in on Oprah today. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even on the show. While you Google that, I'll start talking about Crystal. Um, not Crystal Meth, which Oprah also probably took. No, I'm joking. Um, Crystal, the, uh, who's playing, wants to play a male exotic dancer. And she talks about going all in this week. And Whoopi says, just make it fun for you. Don't worry about the audience. Which, again, I think is really great advice. I think as an audience member, when you're watching someone on stage, if they're having fun, often you are as well. And... As ever, Crystal uses her secret weapon and does a little bit of eldebarge for RuPaul, even though she still doesn't know who he is. And then she jerks for him, which I'm sure is RuPaul's fantasy and has been for a while. <laughs> are you still with us, Charlie? Are you doing research? I'm still with you. I've got, I can do two things at once. <laughs> You're jerking, Googling and podcasting all at the same time. Exactly. Um, Sherry says she's doing a psychic goldfish which is surprising because I thought she would do a psychic catfish. I think that would be more on brand for her. Way, but I'm tush, but I'm tush. Very good. See, Rue says that um, it's too high concept. Do you think that Sherry kind of... Actually, I'm going to open this up wider. Do you think they were told there was going to be a one-woman show before the season? Yes. I think they might have said that's one of the challenges, yeah. Because there's a crystal outfit as well that had to be all pre-planned. Yeah, and GGs and, like, the prop and stuff. And also, 
the ones that went well this week, I find it very hard to believe they could write it in the time, especially Sherry's one-hour show. So I wonder, with Sherry, I wondered if she has already done this show. Maybe this show has been part of her repertoire before and she just kind of used it again because it looked very slick. It was, I've got to say, I didn't get the concept. I like thinking out the box, but a psychic goldfish, I was a little bamboozled by. Yeah, but I, I think we were never really given access to the the show because they when they show it later they're making fun of the whole time thing so I feel like if we'd seen that whole show it would have made a lot of sense and been very funny but obviously that's not what the show wants to do with Sherry at the moment Gigi comes out and she reveals her concept which is uh being a flight attendant on the flight to hell um what did you think of this I didn't quite get it I didn't ring comedy gold to me but then I I don't think Gigi's that fun I was one of her snatch game detractors I didn't think that was that funny I actually think Gigi is really funny, uh, but I think her humour's so dry and kind of bitchy that I think it doesn't always shine in every challenge, but I think she's been really smart to, like, channel it in ways that show her strengths. Um, And I think this was a well-written piece. But I got really uncomfortable during this because she kind of... They asked her to stop uh, memorising, reading off a script on stage and just to improv, and she clearly couldn't do it and was very frustrated and they just kept pressing her and I just thought it just made me really uncomfortable I thought they should have just given her the advice and let her go rather than it felt like they were humiliating her I think as well I mean maybe it's for the actual show but like Jackie's wasn't improvised that was like you could tell that was just a memorized speech so I don't think that's I don't think that's a negative yeah and then Whoopi told Gigi, oh, you don't have time to write a full script. But she clearly did write a full script because what she eventually did was not improv. I, th- I really don't think anyone improved apart from a few comments from, like, Jada about, like, when it wasn't going well. But everyone had a, clearly had written a script. But we saw Gigi in this moment crying in the confessional and talking about how her mind doesn't work that way. And I thought it was a real moment of humanity for her and I actually felt for her. Oh, just me then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a heart. <laughs> Heartless bitch. Um, Gigi, uh, not Gigi, Jada comes out and she's talking too fast, apparently. Um, Whoopi talks about her flower opening, which is a lovely visual. And then Jada gushes over Whoopi and uh, the colour purple. Have you seen the colour purple? I have seen the colour purple. Everything you've done to me has already been done to you. Is it good? I tried to watch it, but I got bored. You got bored? It's got a very slow start, hasn't it? I think I only watched the first 15 minutes or so. I have a very short attention span. It's amazing. Oprah. Oprah the drug addict. Um, Oprah the drug addict. And then... The famous (laughs) is in it. What does she say? Oh. (laughs) What is her name in it? Odessa? Is that her name? Someone's called Molly, judging by all the jokes they make later. You in danger, Molly. (laughs) Is that right? That's Ghost. Oh, is that from Ghost? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't get the reference right then. Uh, but Jada gets a hug off Whoopi, which for her is a nice victory, which is good because there aren't going to be many victories for her in this episode. Um, and then we're back in the workroom and Jackie's mum says that, uh, no, Jackie says her mum has hurt her in profound ways, not accepting that she's gay. Um, and this is, I don't know if we talked about this earlier in the season, but it's a bit of a, uh, I was going to say nice change. I suppose it's not nice, is it? But when it's the mum and not the dad, because it's usually disapproving dads that are quite the cliche for gay people. Yeah. Also, I've heard uh, so much about Jackie's parents this bloody season. I feel like I know them. I know. <laughs> um, 
And Gigi finally admits that she has insecurities. Uh, so do you, do you feel like you're warming to her again? Well, we know you don't care about her crying, but do you feel like she's being portrayed a bit more sympathetically now than earlier in the season? Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Gigi. I feel like I've... I just feel like at this point, I've seen everything I've got from Gigi. And in terms of fashion queens, she doesn't excite me as much as someone, say, like Aquaria. I'm just not on the Gigi bandwagon. She might be very impressive next week because it's like a music video challenge. And obviously she did so well in the Madonna challenge. So, and she, and she won the one where you have to write your own rap as well with Widow. So I wouldn't be surprised if she completely slays again next week and might do a bit of like an Evie Oddly where Evie Oddly kind of didn't win for a while in last year, but then right at that last challenge, she kind of slayed it. So that's my prediction. Um, we get a moment uh, that's very me, which is Jada doesn't know who Rose Wyland is. Am I saying it right? Rose Wyland. Rose Wyland? Who's that? From Golden Girls. I haven't seen any Golden Girls. I thought you loved Golden Girls. I feel like we talked about this before and you loved it. It, it, it would be up my street. It would so be up my street. And yeah, I've just, it's been hard, quite hard to get hold of. But apparently it's on Channel 5 now. It's on Channel 5? Are you joking? I think, I read somewhere, Channel 5 were putting it in the daytime slot over Corona, over the Corona period. Shit, guy. I feel like if they've planned that, that hasn't happened yet, because I would know about it. And that's amazing. No, it's definitely started. Because then I went to look on whatever the five, Channel 5 version of iPlayer is to see if it was on there, but it wasn't. So I don't think they've got the rights to put it on their on-demand thing. But I think it's every it's it's like at midday or one o'clock. It's like a it's like a week it's like a daytime thing. Well, I watched um I watched a lot of gay people on social media put around best bits or like top ten things from Golden Girls. So I always watch them, and I can tell I would love the show. But same as you, I just haven't had the chance to properly binge it. So I didn't know who Rose Wyland was. I knew there was a character in it called Rose, but I didn't know her surname. So I was sympathised with Jada in that moment. Uh, we're on to the runway. And RuPaul comes out in a purple dress, which, like, Ru is never on theme usually. Do you think this was intentional? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's really nice. And I really like the big white hair as well. So she she clearly has been taking our critiques on board, even though it was filmed last year and we give them week by week. Um, Because obviously the category is the colour purple. (laughs) Um, Are you a fan of purple? I know you like pink, Charlie. I do love purple. I think it's a very gay colour. I would go as far as to say that purple is the gayest of the colours. I would concur. Yeah, because pink is so feminine, it's almost masculine in its femininity. Whereas purple is just full-blown gay, I think. Um, And for more insightful debating like that... It's regal. Oh, yeah, that's why it looks so good on Jada as well. Uh, But we should get to the runway right after this break. Bye. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We're black, as Shea Coulee would say. Did you did you watch that? I did watch the All-Stars entrances. Yeah, we need to talk a little bit about All-Stars 5 because it's all been announced now, so it's not a spoiler to say who the cast is. Um, so just quickly, who are you excited about for All-Stars 5? Uh, Miss Cracker. It's Crackshot! <laughs> um, 
bit of cracker, a bit of... Um, weirdly, I've always had a bit of a thing for Mariah. Like sexual? No, I just thought she had more potential. I don't know, she's, she's kind of not survived. I mean, a lot of those girls have fallen into obscurity, but she still she pops up a lot on those like YouTube World of Wonder stuff. So I feel like she's still highly favoured by the production team. Yeah. Um, I'm excited mostly for, finally, thank God, Angina is on All Stars. I've been waiting since All Stars 1, because she, if any, well, you haven't seen season one, have you, Charlie? But she is, like, the robbed queen of season one, and one of, I think, the best queens from the early seasons. But she's had a string of bad luck. She's meant to be on, like, every All Stars season so far, but it just keeps not working out for her. But finally she's on, and then I'm also excited for Juju B, because Juju B, I think, is just one of the most lovable queens that's ever been on Drag Race. So I'm rooting for my Asian queens, for sure. I love Jujube. But I don't know if I'm... I don't know, I feel a bit like, yeah, I've seen you twice now. I've seen you twice. She's still never won a challenge, though. So it would be <laughs> nice to see her win something. A lot of people on Reddit are saying that they hope that Jujube, for the third time, reaches the finale with no challenge wins and becomes the first <laughs> queen in history to win the whole show with no wins, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I saw Angina did a tweet about... She was doing some sort of Zoom drag show. Yeah. But she was like, listen, she basically was really, really honest. She was like, I understand as a season one girl, I don't have much pull and I'm really going to struggle. And so, because I think a lot of the girls are using, I saw Alexa Michelle do it. I can't think what the website was called. There was some sort of website where like... Pornhub? <laughs> um, but basically, on was like, I can't afford to give commission away because I understand not many people are watching some season one girl. So she has to do it like personally through Zoom. It was quite sad. Oh, well, I'm sure she won't have that problem very for very long. I think the world's about to fall in love with Angina, um, the first queen I ever loved on Drag Race. Um, but on to season 12, we're watching all the one queen shows. It's, not, it's very clunky, that one queen show. I just want to say one woman show. And we've got um, Brock Alley, allies in the audience. Um, yes, Dahlia. And they use a um, stalking... I've, I'd actually forgotten her name was Dahlia Sin. I thought it just was Brock Ally now. Um, and they do a stalking joke, which I think works, but I think they've basically got, like, two good jokes out of the broccoli all season, and yet they've been hammering us around the head with it. Hopefully this is the last one. I find it very boring. And they actually... Hi, they're paying, Dahlia. I bet they're not, and I actually think it's demeaning to keep making her wear that fucking thing, and she she doesn't look happy to be wearing it. Um... <laughs> But the um, the first, yeah, the first one woman show is Jackie Cox between two parents. Um, what did you think of this one? Oh my god, I thought I was in Edinburgh. It reminded me so much of like an Edinburgh fringe show. Someone is at drama school doing their first of an hour. Coming out, my story. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the glasses on stools. I thought that was a very clever staging. Yeah, I put that as well. I think it's she set it up really clearly and well. In contrast to what Heidi did, you really knew what Jackie was doing, so you felt in safe hands. But yeah. personally, I think the joke count could have been higher. It was too earnest and serious, and it just felt like, you're, this is drag at the end of the day, be funny. I liked the what is this impression of her mum. And I think Jackie does that well, like in the advert, the for you. I think she's good at like setting up a catchphrase within a bit. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it was a bit schmaltzy and a bit canned, to be honest. Am I saying that right? Schmaltzy, 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 schmaltzy. Oh, I'm having a stroke. None of you even helped me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a Sherry Pie quote. I shouldn't be quoting her. Um, next up is Crystal with phenomenal Phil, the exotic dance instructor. 
Woof! What did you think of this? I mean, it was cute and fun, but come on now. It wasn't like Whoopi Goldberg level of comedy, was it? I know, I like that it was different and that she did her own thing, but really it's quite basic. <clears throat> and boy drag, what? even though she still looked the gayest in the room. And I think it was a... Uh, what was... Oh, the pit stop picked up on how, like, Rock and Sakura got, like, chastised for doing, like, fart humour. And Crystal just comes out yeah. and just, like, takes a dump on the stage. Everyone says it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so true. There is one rule for one and one rule for all. That's not the same. Um, next up, it's Heidi Aphrodite. Uh, and her show is called Cook Out With Your Cheeks Out, which is probably funnier than the show. What did you make of hers? Oh, I felt bad. I feel like she was trying to go for a proper one-woman comedy show. And actually, very Whoopi Goldberg I think, was famous for doing like different voices. Yeah. As just the problem was, it was all one. It was all one accent, all one voice. There was like literally, they all sounded exactly the same. Well, you think by now Heidi would have figured out that she's not a great Im- impressionist, and maybe that wasn't going to be her strength, and she's better being herself. So I felt like this went on forever, and it was Heidi Afrishite for me. Uh, but I did enjoy the references to potato salad. Um, but again, that went on for a very long time. Um, what about Gigi Good's Welcome Aboard Brimstone Airways? I like that she got a concept in. I like the props. She was a prepared yeah. queen. I don't yeah. like it. I didn't like it when she was like, go fuck yourself to always members. I, fi- I do, some comedians do that and I find it really cheap, personally. I think it's something that's very hard to pull off doing that, but I feel like drag queens can pull it off a lot better than, and it just depends what your demeanour is like and something about Gigi and the concept allowed, made it funny, I think. But I know what you mean that that can easily go wrong. Um, personally, this is my favourite of the ho- all the shows, which might be controversial. That is. I thought she was... She was clunky in parts, but I thought it was really well written. I liked the audience interaction. She had a lot of jokes. And um, I loved the end of Enjoy Your Stay in Detroit. I thought that was just like a really good comedic climax. And going out and go fuck yourself, Gary. Welcome to hell, bitch. I just thought it all really worked for me. I agree with the judges later on that she could have taken it further or committed more, but I thought it was the best show. It's the one I'd want to see an hour of out of all these, I think. Oh, an hour. That's pushing it. <laughs> um, she calls an audi- one woman in the audience Karen. And I just wondered, do you know how the whole Karen thing st- originated? I don't. I do not know how the one... And then I saw one tweet that it was linked to, like, racial oppression. And I was like, how are we bringing, like, ra- you know, systemic racism into a discussion about Karens? Well, I think... I read an article about it on the other day, and apparently a lot of people believe it stemmed from Mean Girls, because... I think that the quote is, you know, you can't ask people why they're white. I think she's called Karen, the one, one who asks, is she white? Um, and apparently I think that kind of went on to embody, like, stupid white girl, which is now kind of what Karen is used for. So I don't know if anyone knows definitively, but apparently some people believe Mean Girls kind of started the whole Karen thing. Mean Girls, the most influential film of the century. It really is. It never, ever stops being quoted. It really is. Do you know anyone called Karen? I feel sorry for all Karens now. Karen. I don't know any Karens. I know one from college, but she is not white, so I th- don't think she'll get called Karen. Well, she is called Karen, so I guess she will get called Karen, but not a Karen. Yeah. Oh my God, Karen has lost all meaning to me now. Um, <laughs> from one controversial thing to another, next up, Bubbles and Sherry Pie. <laughs> what did you think of this? I thought they would be... I, I, in my head, when I was watching it, I was like, 
I bet this went on for like six minutes and they're editing it to make it seem like it went on forever. But it seems like it actually did. Oh, I think it did. But I genuinely thought it was a shady edit at first. I mean, like, oh, they're just fucking tripping her up. <laughs> I think it looked like it was very funny. Um, and But you could tell that Jada was getting really pissed. But she was probably already nervous. And when you're already nervous and you think, oh, I'm on in three minutes to then wait an extra ten minutes must be excruciating. Well, you've probably had that happen to you, haven't you? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't... Uh, I just don't understand why they're in the stopper. Well, what is the protocol in comedy shows? Do, do you let people go on... Or do you signal someone when they're going over? The MC at the back usually flashes the light when you've got a minute left. And then if you oh. go over, they'll just turn the house lights on and the MC gets on stage and takes the mic off you. Uh, have you ever seen that happen? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, do you think it was deliberately shady... Yeah, on purpose. I think so. I don't think she did it to sabotage Jada, but I do think she intentionally lasted that long. Because like I said earlier, I suspect Sherry has a full show with this concept. And I think she knew she had a limited amount of time, but because she had an hour's, probably an hour's worth of material, I think she just took all the best bits and tried to like condense them. But I think she wanted to make sure she got all the best bits in so she didn't care that she went way over time. That's what I suspect happened. I mean, yeah, because later on, when Michelle or RuPaul says, you know, you went on 17 minutes, that shocked face was acting. So fake. Yeah, because any performer knows, like, how time works on stage, especially with a show that's planned. Like, unless you're just on a mic, just freestyling, you know how long you're on stage for. Yeah. That oh, I say that. I always know how long this podcast is, and it shocks me every single time how long we go on. Um, what about Jada's? The peeing pageant. She looked gorgeous. I'll give her that. She did. She always does. <laughs> she just looks like a woman. I can't get over Jada's body. She's a woman. What do you make of, like, referencing a joke not working on stage? Do you think that's always a winning thing? Or do you think sometimes it's a crutch? Um, I think it's quite endearing. Well, it's endearing if it's a bad joke in a sea of good jokes. If you're making good jokes and then you stumble and reference it, I think it's funny. But if it's another bad joke in a sea of bad jokes, then it's just awkward. Well, last year I watched this comedian and he, people weren't laughing at him. And then he just started shouting at the audience saying, well, I don't care what you think because I'm the comedian here. So I'm the one who knows what's funny, not you. But he, he did it in a funny way and everyone then was laughing. So it actually really worked. So sometimes it can work, but I don't think it's um, always <laughs> the best idea. But hopefully you can explain this to me because I'm really confused. What is the hot dogs with onions climax of this story? I did not understand. So Jada, her boyfriend was, she's in drag. Her boyfriend's trying to help her out of her dress so she can have a piss. But does her tucked penis like flip out and piss all over him? So I think I got that far. And then she returned to the judges panel and they talk about a smell. But you'd think she didn't stink of piss. You'd think her boyfriend did. But we'll let that slide. And then someone says oh, these hot dogs have onions on. And I just... And then she... That was like her big moment. In the, and I just don't understand what it was. I did not get the punchline at all. I mean, a lot of jokes don't work, but this one I actually do not know what she meant. <laughs> it just felt like she just... And also, I felt like RuPaul was giving her the like, oh, this is crass toilet humour. And it's like... But Crystal literally just came on and did a dump... Do a dump on the stage dance. Yeah, I don't think the problem with this was it was crass. I think there would have been a way to make this funny. Jada just didn't 
tell the story in a way that made sense. And the only laughs she got then were, y'all didn't even laugh at this shit. And then, but you, you can't really win for self-deprecating about how bad your act is. When Heidi goes, look over there. That was the oh, funniest yeah, part. Just... Oh, yeah, to just... That is funny. I'm going to miss Heidi's confessionals. Spoiler, she leaves this episode. Um, on the runway, um, Jackie Cox comes out, and I didn't get this reference. Did you? Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, it's just like a famous song. So one-eyed, one-hot pokey bleeder or something, they said. And then they got, there was a bit of uproar on Reddit about this because um, they said that the tab on the tongue was Molly, but it was actually acid. So that yellow face, it means acid, not Molly. So clearly Michelle Visage is not keeping up with the kids in terms of class A drugs. Oh, is this like what you see if you take acid? People turn into this <laughs> stuff. Is that what yeah. the song's about? I've, I don't know what this song is. I honestly did not get any of this. I mean, I, I quite liked the look. So I'm not holding that against Jackie just because I didn't get the reference. I thought it was different for her and interesting, but no, I didn't get the reference. Um, I also didn't get the reference for crystals, but I don't think you needed for that. So it's a purple cow and it's a tribute to Nick Cave and his sound suits. Do you you know all about that? I don't. Uh, I loved the concept. I got, I got, um, what's that film called? Where the Wild Things Are. That's what I got. Those kind of crazy monsters. But I do think it didn't have much shape. And I feel like she should have been clocked more for the lack of shape. She should have cinched that cow. Yes. Um, I didn't even know Nick Cave was an artist. I knew he was a singer, but I didn't know he did. But they've talked about him on this as if he's more known for art than music. I mean, I mainly know because he duetted with Kylie Minogue, didn't he? That's basically the yeah. only thing I know about him. Um, but, but this outfit, I was getting milk a cow. <laughs> as in the, um, you know, the cow on the chocolate the purple chocolate but I don't think that was the reference so Heidi for me was pretty but boring what did you think it needed boobs I just think if you're gonna just do a beautiful dress it has to be the most beautiful dress I've ever seen like what Jada does sometimes she just sticks to the theme quite literally but she'll do it in a way that's so perfect you can't question it whereas Heidi does look really pretty in this but I'm just like there's so much you can do with purple like, so many concepts and stuff. Like, why just wear a dress? Yeah. No, it wasn't that exciting or inspiring. But I did love her confessional. She says, why are you gagging? I bring it to you every time. Well, not every time. Sorry, that was an awful hygiene pressure. You will have to hear this again from next week. Um, and then we get Gigi coming out, doing a Scooby-Doo reference, which is Daphne from the show. Did you like that? Yeah, I quite liked it. Again, it wasn't hugely exciting. Yeah, it's kind of what we what we expect from Gigi to make a reference to look good, but not we're not going to be gagged. I'm not gagging. Um, were you gagging over Sherry's like cabaret purple cat thing? Kind of yes and no. I kind of I like the idea of going for the Cheshire cat, but I don't think the outfit said Cheshire cat. No, I don't know. I kind of felt there was like that head is really good, and I like the outfit, but they don't quite go together and maybe the ears need to be bigger maybe you see a bigger headpiece i love good head but i do agree with what the judge just said later which is that she has great makeup i actually think she's a very talented makeup artist um because she really transforms in drag she looks like um well i don't want to be shady but she 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 improves herself a lot in drag i think from being the male joey um (laughs) 
And obviously, flawless Jada comes out kind of looking like something I think Beyonce would wear. This is one of the looks of the series. It is gorgeous. She looks like a supermodel. It is absolutely stunning. She really does. I mean, sometimes I think, does she look like an unclockable woman? Or have I just been watching Drag Race too long and I've forgotten what, like, real women look like? That is genuinely, that has to be, I mean, I haven't, if I haven't, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but right now I would say that's one of the top five looks of the series. Oh, uh, ever? No, this series. Oh, this series. For me, Gigi's, um, what you call it, Chanel? Oh, no, yeah, Ch- Dior. Dior. I loved that one. And what else have I loved this season? Oh, I loved... Crystal's Corpse Bride. That might be my favourite. Crystal's, yeah. Summer Sherry's have been quite good, actually. I don't think you're allowed to say that. We'll have to edit that out, Moon. No, I'm joking. Um, so we get to the critiques. Ross says that Crystal's was a new level of stupid, but he says that's how you win this competition. I feel like this season, more than any, they're really pushing everyone to be quite ridiculous. Like, there's no room for wit or cleverness. They want you just to act a complete fool. Yeah, that's their big thing, in it? Loosen up. But it seems to be working. Um, Whoopi says, you can't have a name like Whoopi and be called Miss Anything. I liked that quote. Um, they talk about Gigi and Ross says she should embrace the weird and take it all the way like Crystal does. Um, did you notice that Rue said, thank you, Karen? And um, Gigi said, fuck you. No. Yeah. Like, she said it as a joke, but I still like, oh my God, that's quite like crazy to say fuck you to Rue. I mean, I think she maybe did something like that in the Snatch Game, but at least that's in character. But I'm like, now you're stood as yourself saying fuck you to RuPaul. She has got some nerve. I will give her that. It do take nerve. Um, And then we get to the controversial... (laughs) It do take nerve. And then we get to the controversial part of the episode, which is Sherry, which Michelle says she loved, but said it was like an hour too long. And then Rue confirms 17 minutes... And like you said, she acts surprised, but I'm not buying it. And I'm also Oh my not... God, it was so fake. <laughs> 17 minutes, really? Um, and then she does like a fake apology to Jada. And then Michelle says something. She says, it makes you selfish. What did you make of Michelle's comments there? I agree. I think it, it's just, it's, it's worse as well that Sherry's acting all ignorant. So like, you know what you were yeah. doing. You, but then can't quite get the motivation part that she knows maybe she thought if she gives the editors more material they edit it they edit seven minutes 17 minutes down to like some really great clips yeah maybe that was her reasoning yeah that's true um but i like that michelle called her out on it because it feels like if michelle hadn't been there she would have got a complete pass um but they think that jada just completely gave gave up and she sort of alludes to it being Sherry's fault for going on too long and Jackie's fault for putting her on at the end. And as I said earlier, I think Jackie's now apologised to Jada for that. Um, which a lot of people were saying on Reddit, it's kind of crazy these days that two drag queens having an argument on TV, they have to apologise to each other on Twitter afterwards because the fans are so crazy. It's like, but don't we want the drama? Why do they have to apologise to each other? I know. Can you imagine, like, season five being played now, whatever, when they were attacking Serena Chacha in the work, in the um, Interior Illusions Lounge, or whatever it's called. Season two basically still is going on, but just, like, off screen. They would have all been, like, freaking barred. Oh, God, yeah. Raven and Tyra and Raja Manila, they would have, yeah, they would have been crucified. All Stars won! Mimi, I'm first. Me, I was shocked to see you. Ah! Uh, I know the producers on All Stars 1 should have been crucified if that was aired today. 
Um, but then we get a really nice moment where RuPaul says, you six are really some of the best we've ever had here. I think you're something else. I wish you could be the top six forever and ever. I really do. <gasps> She's never said anything like this before. No. Well, I, think, I feel like there's been a top four she said it about. She said at the end of All Stars 2, she took a moment to just be, to say something sweet to them. And I think... Like All Stars 2, didn't she say this has been the best series of Drag Race ever? Yeah, she, did. she said at the reunion it's the best season yeah. ever. Um, but this time she's actually specifically calling the top, uh, the remaining cast, oh. like the best cast in a regular season. And it just seems, um, yeah, it's very it unlike definitely her. better than last year. Definitely. I do think it's yeah. up there with the good seasons. Wait, well, Aquaria, Eureka, Cameron and Asia, they were a strong top four. And then was, was it Ms. Cracker and Monet? Monet? That's a good top six. People often talk about season nine as having a really good top four, uh, top six, because it was Trinity, Shay, Sasha, um, Peppermint, and then Alexis Michelle, and I think Nina Benina Brown. That was the top six. Oh, um, that doesn't, that doesn't, no, I don't like any of them, really. Well, the top four is definitely very strong in season nine because, like, Trinity's got her own crown now. Shay might be getting her crown on All-Stars 5. Peppermint is definitely someone who you could imagine winning an All-Stars season in the future. So it felt like they were almost all winners. Oh, this right, one, she's trans. Yeah, well, I think she will be. I think that's why she will win one day. Not that she's not talented as well, but I think one day when Drag Race is ready to fully embrace that, because they've obviously let Gia Gunn on All-Stars, but she wasn't going to win. But I think Peppermint, I think is, someone Peppermint they would... is a bit more political about the trans stuff than maybe Gia is. So I think, I suspect maybe Peppermint is saying no to going on. Oh, Peppermint has been saying no. I interviewed about it a few months ago. She's turned it down, but I think she turned it down because she's been busy. Because she's had like Broadway and stuff like that. But she did say she will go on it one day. Um, so I suspect when she does, she will win. You heard it here first, people. Um... So when the queens are out of the way, Ross says that Michelle was too harsh on Sherry, um, which I bet he regrets now. Because <laughs> Michelle, for <laughs> once, is being praised for her harshness. Usually the fans are against her, but this time they're like, yes, Michelle. Um, so I wonder, would we care about this whole Sherry thing about going over time if it wasn't for the whole disqualification? Or do you think it's just anything she does now we hate because of what she's done since? Obviously. No, I think, I mean, I don't know how it had been portrayed, but I think they would have mentioned it and kept it in as a point. It is very cheeky and rude of her. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe all season long she's been lovely and then this was her one, like, shady moment. Or maybe she's been shady all season. But this is something they couldn't really avoid because, obviously, it's a storyline of the episode that impacts other queens. Yeah. So then we get Crystal declared as the winner... Do you think that's the right decision? Uh, what if I struggled? I said at the top of this, I didn't think any of them were that great. If I had to plump for one of them, who would I have wanted to see? Oh my God, am I going to have to say it? Probably Sherry's. Yeah, although I think she kind of was disqualified, irony, uh, because she went over too long. So I, I do agree with Crystal's win, even though it wasn't my favourite, just because I think she has come close so many times and she's been doing so well. It just feels like I believe in giving them a moment, especially because last week it felt really felt like she should have won. Um, so just a bit of trivia here. 
Crystal winning this is the joint latest in a season of Drag Race uh, that a queen has had to wait to win their first challenge. So the other times this happened was Miss Cracker when she had to wait to the makeover challenge with Miss Cookie to get her first win. And back way back in season three when Yara Sophia waited till the hairball to get her first win, which was near the finale. Um, yeah, so they both have 10 episodes, I believe. They've both had to wait. So Crystal, even though this is an episode ahead, Crystal wasn't on one episode because they had two openers. Sorry, that was very long-winded. Much like Whoopi Goldberg on a TV show. Uh, so Gigi, Sherry and Jackie are safe. And then we get the bottom two, Heidi High. <laughs> I don't know why I called her that. Versus Jada Essence Hall. Uh, is this the right bottom two? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, I... I can't see who else it would have been, really. Um, I mean, it was obvious there was no way, even before the song started, that Jada was going. So it, you felt straight away like, oh, God, bye, Heidi. Um, what did you think of the song choice, 1999 by Prince? Oh, it feels like there were so many better Prince songs to do, but maybe they're just too expensive. I don't know. Yeah, I think... Um, Purple Rain would have been too expensive because that would have seemed like the obvious one. But then also, I don't know if... And isn't... I think there's a... I mean, it might have all changed now. I know since Prince has died, his family have been flogging his song rights. Because he was quite protective. But I think now the estate is, like, trying to make money at them. But I think there was something about Purple Rain. Cause I remember oh, when Prince it was... was, like, famously protective. It was Ruth Lorenzo on X Factor. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and like you could never find it on YouTube or anything. It was really, I think now you can quite easily. But I remember there was years you couldn't find any performances of it. Yeah, Prince didn't really believe in having any of his music available for free. So he didn't like get on board with streaming. He didn't like it being on YouTube. And he didn't like, yeah, people performing his songs and that being on YouTube. So he's very protective over it. But now he's died. We can have as many Prince songs as we want. So wonderful. Yeah. But, do, do you generally like when they do boy songs on Drag Race as lip sync songs? I don't mind it, especially someone like Prince, who was so, like, gender-bending. Yeah, I think I like it if it's comedic. Like, I liked Macho Man and they did I'm Your Man on the UK finale, if you can camp it up. But this one, I just it didn't really work for me. I thought it was a bit of a poor choice. Um, also, Little Richard's Dead, on a related note. I know, woo! Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Although apparently he was homophobic, someone said. I don't know if that's verified, but... What, R.I.P.? What? No, Little Richard. Oh, I thought you said R.I.P. was homophobic. I was like, how's that homophobic? <laughs> Rest in pufters, that's what it means. Very offensive. Um, so Jada says from the get-go, I'm not finna go home. And if you notice this, there's a new saying where people say finna instead of gonna. No. I'm not finna go home. I'm not finna go home. You'll, now I've said it, you'll notice it. Jada does it all the time. And a few podcasts that I like use it as well. It's kind of like, I don't know, colloquial ghetto speak. I'm not finna go home. I really like it. I'm trying to get into it. Wait, let me check. Is Prince on Spotify now? Shall have a little look? Yeah, he is, because I listened to him. I mean, I think he was before he died, but I think for a while Spotify was paying them such low amounts. I think he withheld for quite a long time. Like I think the Beatles did as well. Um, but I think eventually they did get him on board. They must have agreed. Because that's why he was very involved in Tidal as well, I think. Because they were giving the artists a bigger chunk of money. Yeah. Um, but yes, 1999, I thought Jada won within three seconds. She just po. She reminds me of the TV show Pose. Just like, she just lets you have it, doesn't she? 
Yeah. Oh, she's a queen. And then it, also it's Heidi's fourth time, which it's very rare that queens get to a fourth lip sync. Um, so it felt like her time. But did you think Jada's wig reveal was a bit clumsy? It was. I think it kind of got a bit stuck, didn't it? Yeah, so that was a shame. But she definitely made up for it. She served it up. And so Jada naturally shantays and Heidi finally goes, um, which I do still think she deserves for that makeover dress, which I've still not recovered from. But I have to admit, I cried at Heidi's elimination. I think it's one of the saddest ones ever on Drag Race. Um, did, you, did you shed a tear, Charlie? Do you ever? No, I didn't shed a tear. RuPaul really likes it. I got that from that elimination. I know she gave her one of the, like, longest goodbyes ever. She said, you are a superstar. You're probably the last one to know it. You need to get some property outside of Ramsua, Los Angeles, Manhattan, Manhattan. Kiddo, you're a star. I'm so excited for the world to see you. They're going to love you. Just remember to pay your taxes, okay? It's like, wow, she gave her a massive... I think she's going to remember her name, which is... I mean, Heidi's destined for all-stars. Oh, definitely. I really hope she's not cast on the next all-stars. Because, you know, sometimes that's quite hard for them because they don't get a chance to earn a lot of money, especially this year, um, with gigs yeah. before they go back. Whereas I think Heidi maybe needs just two more years to cook before she comes back. So All-Stars, what, seven? Yeah, so All-Stars six would be filmed this year, although maybe they'll struggle to film it because of Corona. But, I mean, it could be filming now for all I know. Well, I saw on tw- uh, Instagram, someone said rumours have suggested that... Drag Race UK has resumed filming. Yeah, I heard that as well. Apparently it has. I mean, God knows how. Uh, how been, do you... I didn't... So, I mean, RuPaul has been isolating in the UK. That must mean that. Oh, yeah, that would. <gasps> and they film it near my house. Maybe I should have gone into isolation with RuPaul. That would have been a really yeah. good podcast episode. Um, so Heidi leaves and then she says... If I can do it, so can you, which is a nice little message. And then she gives one last, sh- oh, you have to do it, Charlie, soft and supple. Soft and supple. <laughs> I've heard that apparently if you watch Drag Race with a dog, they go crazy when Heidi does that. <laughs> a lot of people have been saying because of the high whatever. No, it really sets them off. Um, so next week, we have um, a bit of a weird preview because they're not really giving away much, but it looks like it's going to be doing the normal music video where they write a verse, and um, but it looks like they're doing it in their entrance looks. Did you clock that? Yeah, I clocked that. It was all their old entrance looks. It's quite a weird thing to do, isn't it? Like, why not have a new look? But maybe there's a um, a theme to the video that makes that make sense. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean... Without being a Debbie Downer, I mean, there's no way. The top three would definitely be Jada, Gigi and Sherry, right? Yes. It and I think Crystal like will round off the yeah, top Yeah, it does feel like it's Jackie going home. I don't think Jackie's going to, like, slay this music video, which is what you would need to do to justify staying. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I suppose there is an outside chance that Sherry could go home. Mm, I don't know. She has lost a lot of momentum. I think they might edit it, because basically, like, what they sometimes used to do is, they, like, on season seven, they filmed the top four all going home. Um, and then they they didn't, they waited till the season aired to choose which one it was, which was Kennedy. 
um, that I don't think she knew she'd been eliminated or something. I can't remember what the details were, but something like that. So if they did film Sherry elim- eliminated at some point uh, near the finale, even if they didn't intend to use it when they filmed it, I, I assume they'll use it now just to get rid of her. If not, they'll just she won't be in the finale and obviously we'll all know why and we, we won't need to have an elimination for her. But yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Um, and tomorrow, as I mentioned, we're doing Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Shh, it's a secret. Oh, shit, I've let the cat out the bag. The catfish out the bag. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very excited to talk about it because it was actually amazing, but we'll save that for then. And until then, thank you for listening and... Thank you, everyone. We're near the end. Uh, well, there was All Stars coming soon, so it's never really going to end. Let's click it out. <laughs> Bye.